Hello, and welcome to another edition of Heart to Art, a podcast designed to get to the heart of the art teachers. I'm your host, Dave Tarzan. I can imagine them going into their uh, high school um, <laughs> art class and saying, oh, oh, you mean the blendy finger. <laughs> <laughs> The, the what? The blendy finger. You know, the blendy finger, the deep, dark donut hole. <laughs> if you've been with us since the podcast started, you may recognize Donna Lurie. I've invited her back to discuss how she's adapting to the new challenges that lay ahead. What I found out is that she never intended to slow down. But before we get into our chat with Donna, I wanted to reach out to our small audience and ask if you have or know of anyone who has any good ideas for remote art lessons, inspiring methods, or any other ways to motivate your students during remote learning, please reach out to me. Um, we can put you here on the podcast. I'm, uh, you can reach me at dave at artsonia.com. That's D-A-V-E at artsonia.com. And we can share your wisdom with the world. Okay, back to Donna. It seems to me Donna was thinking ahead, like, I'm going to need some practice at this. So she went to her administration. When I heard we weren't going to be doing any remote teaching over the summer, I asked if my administration would consider letting the creative arts team offer some things to keep the community going because the end of the school year, we really couldn't get together. It was it was the scrambling to make sure we had our remote learning yeah. um, at least, you know, up and running and that that most people were getting it. And then for it all to drop out, for everything to drop out the bottom, like I'm like, I don't know. I think we should try this. And they approved for for us to have um, a science class, an art academy, a STEAM some oh like a reading reading book buzz so we named them you know like art academy book buzz and then one of my co-workers started during e-learning this morning show it was like a morning television show where we would tune in and we would talk about all kinds of things and today in history and um we talk about the weather and sports and the word of the day and um just we got so much learning in just during that morning show. And it was so great for, it was so, I was really appreciative that my administration let us do that. I definitely wanted to find out more about how she went about her lesson. So first the setup. So we set up um, a website for, we called it Summer Splash. And the students and parents would go to the website and find the link to the certain class. So I taught Art Academy Monday, Wednesday for two grade levels, Tuesday, Thursday for two other grade levels, and we had Friday off. It was 50 minutes, and we did it through Zoom, yeah. And then she talks about her motivational methods. I looked up your, um, your activity on Artsonia here, uh -huh. and you, you had like your almost to 300 pieces for the summer. For the summer, I know. And that so, wasn't even everybody submitting their work. There were many things that the kids just kind of didn't share with me. They didn't upload, but we did so much. 
so that's quite impressive. So, um, you know, you have succeeded in inspiring some. Um, talk about how you uh, managed to do that. Well, the way I promoted my art academy, I said, this is like, this is not school. This is the art academy. Like, we're not messing around. Like, I made it like, um, my description for the class was that like, dedicated artists were going to be really developing their technical skills. It was for kids who really wanted to just um, improve their drawing, painting, sculpting. It was about, you know, teaching at the highest level possible. Like the, for the first graders, we were doing the same things as the fifth graders. It, I really just did not, um, you know, I, I modified things for the younger students, but we did some pretty uh, challenging things. And I have um, a document camera. So through Zoom screen share, there's an advanced setting where you could put a, a chance to document camera. So you could make the, the computer monitor a very large, you know, like uh, projection of what, I, what I'm drawing on my paper. The only challenge I had was to check for understanding. I had to keep flipping around. I had mostly, I had some big groups and it was a little tricky for me to stop and pause and make sure everybody was okay and check the chat for like one person to, to manage a, a group like that and like look at all their pictures. So we would stop and do a checkup and I'd switch my screen and the kids would hold up their work. Um, so mostly I was able to you know, make sure everyone was okay. Uh, I had to get used to really stopping and checking on friends. Um, so, and then I would communicate with the parents about how to upload the pictures and that we were going to make an art show slideshow as kind of an incentive to, you know, please submit your work so you can be part of the art show. And then I shared the art show with everyone and my administration, and we were just able to um, produce a lot. So what did she teach? So some of the things I focused on was like a lot of like portraiture and um, blending. I couldn't use too many, you know, complicated materials. We did provide art kits. So I, we had this one pickup day or one or two pickup days where I was able to compile kits for the groups with um, watercolor paints, brush. Like I tried to use as much materials that I had in the classroom already so we didn't have to purchase all new materials um, but to paint I provided some templates for this younger groups we so model magic packets were important and then little sketchbooks it, it depended on the grade level but we got them colored pencils and crayons so they had like the basics and I did some sculpting lessons and we did a lot of um, portraiture and learning how to blend and make things 3D. So a lot of it was just practicing drawing and we did the plants, we did animals, we did like um, cats and cheetahs and things they could follow step by step with me. But then we made everything a little more higher level with texture and coloring in and doing the reflection in the eye and proportion. Like I really just, I, just, I didn't like stop. Um, I taught the first graders, you know, how to paint a donut and make it 3D. Like we called it the deep dark donut hole, like try to make it a little darker in the middle. Like, like we made some really cool paintings, like very impressive. So um, 
that's I intend, intend to you know follow that kind of model for um, e-learning in the fall, but I'm hoping that everybody can get model magic. It's a little different providing materials for maybe a total of 60 kids and then 500 is a different story. <laughs> it's I asked her about the lesson itself. Uh, I, like take me, take me through your donut lesson. Did you just go one lesson and then move on to another thing? Or did you do that donut several to you kept coming back to the uh, Um, For the younger students, like grades one and two and three and four, um, we just did the donut for one class period. So um, the, one, the students who were in fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth, we were able to do, like I would tell them this is a two day lesson. So keep this with you and then we'll add colors on Thursday. Or I would make the model magic lesson two days, but for the first day we would do something more basic. And then the second day we'd try something a little more um, higher level. Like we didn't have brown clay, so we had to mix and create different browns. We had a challenge to make a hamburger. And then, so we had to mix up a darker brown and then a lighter brown for the bun. And this was with just the primaries and white. So it was, it was tricky. Like they had to really be patient and get the right amount. So um, with, with the younger kids, it was usually one, one and done per art class. And I would also do like a mini lesson as a warm up. So within one 50 minute class, we might have like two mini drawings and then our main project. So we used the entire time and we didn't stop. And it was like step-by-step -step building, building. And we got through a lot in that 50 minutes. What about the blendy finger? So I called them blendy finger drawings where we would start with a circle and we turn it into a like a cherry and then we would do the like put in a tone and use the blendy finger and then put a little more on the side like to create the shadow and then we do the blendy finger and then we do the cast shadow so like first graders were coming up with these amazing like 3d drawings and it was all about you know the novelty of the blendy finger and then they came up with we, we then we did an egg like we drew the blendy finger egg and it was all the same, you know, step by step. And I'd ask them, okay, what do we have to do next? And they'd be like, they'd say, add the shadow on the side. So it was the same lesson kind of over and over, but we would draw different objects. And so this whole idea about the shadow and the cast shadow was the main focus of the project. So when it was time to paint, I'm like, now we have to create the shadow by adding tones of color instead of the blendy finger. So it was sort of like building up to the more difficult lesson, but they understood the terminology and everything. And so, uh, <laughs> no, you know, I have to give things great. a fun, fun name. No, I, I did. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I do. I kind of like that. It, you know, you're, you're it, it's, they, <laughs> I can imagine them going into their uh, high school um, art <laughs> class and saying, oh, oh, you mean the blendy finger. <laughs> The, the what? The blendy finger. You know, the blendy finger, the deep, dark donut hole. <laughs> In talking with Donna, I appreciated her approach on everything. 
Although there was no clear-cut plan in place, she went ahead with something. I thought I'd share what she had done this summer. I figure it could inspire the art teacher frozen in fluster or help the newer old teacher into an action plan going into the fall. In talking with so many art teachers over the last month, I can feel your anxiety. But I can say this, you guys are going to be just fine. The folks at Artsonia got your back. Your fellow art teachers got your back. I've got your back. You are appreciated. I want you to know that. As Donna said in her last interview. This whole thing of how art keeps you in the moment and it allows you to have like a meditative experience. So when you're in here and you're making something with your hands, like you don't have to think about the hallway or what's next. Like when the kids are like, um, so-and-so did this in the hall. I'm like, you're here now. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Heart to Art. Once again, let me know if you hear of any teachers with some good ideas for remote lesson plans. Uh, once again, my email address, davedave at artsonia, dot com. And of course, if you're enjoying the content of this broadcast, tell everybody, tell all your friends. Heart to Art is produced by Artsonia, the world's greatest arts education digital platform. With almost 80 million pieces of art featured on our website, we've raised over $10 million for children's arts education. Our mission is to bring communities together to celebrate children's artistic expressions. Until next week, Keep on creating. Bye now.